Hey, hello everyone. Thank you for joining into another exciting episode from My Kicksters. And if you're hearing this for the first time, My Kicksters Ride Share and Delivery Drivers Weekly is a very exclusive episode just for drivers in Australia who work in the ride share and delivery driving platforms. This episode is where we bring a regulator and ask them a few questions and then give them the opportunity to share some of the updates that's happening in their space. For today's episode, we've got Emily McLean. Emily McLean is a senior communications manager from CPVV, that's Commercial Passengers Vehicle Victoria. And Emily is no stranger to this podcast. She's been here before. And in the last episode, Emily took the opportunity to share what does CPVV do, where they are, how can you reach them, and more information. So if you wanted to check out that episode, head on to the episode library and you will find one of the episodes from the last month from Emily. But today, Emily is here to share another great update from the regulator. And I've got some burning questions also to ask Emily. Hi, Emily. Thank you for joining the show. Well, thank you for having me. Winter is coming and I know there's lots of work going on from CPV's perspective in terms of managing COVID, making sure all the plans are there. And I also know there's been ongoing driver inspections in a number of places. So in all that busy work, What's keeping you more active these days? What's happening right now in CPV? Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. COVID is still a part of our life. It's something that we are working with drivers and BSP to ensure that safe trips are still being delivered. So we've still got um, a QR code piece in there. So we're getting still pushing the QR code sign-ins, proper cleaning of vehicles, and then, of course, still the mask wearing in vehicles. But, you know, we are branching out. COVID isn't taking up our whole world anymore. And so we have kicked off sort of a, an initiative to really up our game and checking out touting at the airport. So touting, you know, it's been illegal since 2019. For those who don't know, touting is basically when a driver tries to solicit a passenger into their vehicle at the airport without, without them having booked that service. So drivers can face fines up to $10,000 if they're found doing this. So we have a covert operation. It sounds very James Bond. Uh, we have a covert operation going on right now to really crack down on this. And it's going, it's going really well. We're actually seeing repeat offenders, you know, drivers being caught once and doing it again. But the majority, you know, are, are getting the message. And, and I think it's, it's really effective. And uh, it, it's, it's an ongoing piece of work we'll continue to be doing at the airport too. So this isn't just a sort of a, a quick blitz, but this is something that we will be um, continuing to monitor moving forward. Oh, that's really nice. And thank you for addressing that. I know one of a um, couple of the drivers in the community were looking forward to this initiative from the regulator. Does CPVV already see signs of reduction in tarting in the airport? Is that is it too early or are you already seeing? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, um, we're issuing, a lot of fines are being issued. So it's probably a little bit too early to say the major effect of it. But, you know, so far things are looking good and uh, they're going in a positive direction. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for that. Emmy, you, you wanted to you want to share something about driver accreditation to community and it's, it's been a big topic for a lot of drivers out there and some know better, some don't know, some in between. How easy is this process to go through CPV? Can you quickly explain what is this process and how does CPV help in this process? 
Sure. It's a very easy process. It's just a process you have to get right. So what we're seeing is people doing the process, but missing out one or two pieces, which means their application is delayed when processing it. So what we want to communicate to people now is that joining our industry is very exciting and we love having you in it, but just to get accredited, make sure you really follow the steps carefully and read all the details. So to get accredited, you go to our CPVV portal, you create an account and you just follow the prompts. That's all you really do. So the application process has four steps. You need to upload your current valid Victorian driver's license. You need to provide copies of your proof of identification documents. You need to complete your medical self-assessment. And number four, you need to pay your accreditation fee. So there's four main steps there. And within those steps, there's there's some pieces you need to be aware of. So for example, when you're providing copies of your proof of identification, now this is a this is one that get, can trip people up, but you have to have one document that's either a birth certificate, Australian passport, Australian visa, or certificate of resident status. So that's that's one document. And then you must provide two different documents of say a Medicare card, certificate of identity issued by foreign affairs and trade, uh, enrollment with the Australian Electoral Commission, could be a Centrelink card, Australian tertiary photo ID, etc. So just make sure those identification documents are clear and easy to read. If they're blurry, if bits are cut out, we can't use them. So please be really diligent when submitting your proof of identity. Yes, you're spot on because a number of the issues are the challenges are with the identification document not being recognized or being not used. That's right. So um, just to rephrase, the looking at four key steps in this process, and that includes adding up with their valid Victorian driving license. Of course, it's no 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 surprise yes. with that. Number two, but this is probably the most important thing, is identification document starting with one main document. That includes your passport or your visa status or residence status or birth certificate, along with two other documents that includes could include Medicare, Centrelink, all of that. And so, so in the website, there is a list of options that you can see which one you could keep. But the key is here, I guess, for the drivers to ensure that the scan is of good quality. I might tip this usually... 300 DPI, this is very technical, but if you go to Officeworks and say, I want this to be done at 300 DPI, they would do a very good scan and that is high quality. And the third thing is medical examination and getting that cleared. And the fourth one is paying the fee for accreditation to CPV. So it's really nice. How much of this work that drivers can do in advance? What's the preparation needed to get this process right? Yeah, so I guess what I would say to, to get it kicked off, make sure you, we want you to read about what the industry involves and what it means to be a CPV driver, especially your safety requirements. Secondly, we want you to prepare your proof of identity documents. As you mentioned, go to Officeworks, get a really good quality scan and make sure they're all ready to go. Thirdly, make sure if there's any um, medical assessment pieces that you need to know or you need to tell us that they're top of mind and you know where you want to head with your medical self-assessment. And four, just make sure that you've got the, the funds available to, to pay your accreditation fee. That's nice. And I think if I, if I s- summarize this and say the key information to remember in this submitting the application is one, 
ensuring that the identification document is correct and is is of the right quality to ensure it's been readable but also ensuring that the other steps like the victorian license the medical examination and paying for the fee is also in depth so four steps and you get cpvb accredited accredited <laughs> accredited accredited sorry yes. yes there you go yes can i just <laughs> yes and can i just add that make sure you give yourself the time for it to be processed so if you want to become a cpv driver next week that's not enough time to get your accreditation. CPVV has 20 days to process your application because we have to do police checks, medical checks, checks with Victoria Roads. So we have to check with all these third parties. So your accreditation is unlikely to be processed in three days time due to these checks. So, so allow 20 days for that process to take place. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. And just a, just a, Quick curiosity question. On an average, how many of these applications start CPB uh, you know, process? And I'm sure it's in the tens or hundreds bracket. So, so how many how many do we kick off a week? Yeah. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, and that makes sense. So you wanted to spend the time for each application. And so for drivers out there, if you wanted to plan your work and your process of getting this accreditation, you should be knowing that it would take a minimum 20 business days. If you get early, then you're lucky, but please set your expectations to ensure that's enough time for you to organize others. Yeah, that's really good, thanks. Um, Anything else for the driver accreditation process? Is there anything that the driver should know? Yeah, I mean, you have to have had, we have to have a full current Victorian driver's license to reg- to become accredited. And you have to have either held, not necessarily in the state of Victoria, but for six months prior to applying with us, you have to have held a full Australian or New Zealand driver's license. So you can't go out and get a driver's license and then quickly apply to be a CPV driver. You need to have at least six months between that. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's not a fresh outside the, so it should be having six months. Okay. Driving experience. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's really nice because to be honest, most of the drivers in the community know about this and they get this information It's really helpful for the young drivers who are joining the industry and it really helped them to know what exactly to do, when to do and how long to wait in order to get this process done. So thank you for sharing. I do have a couple of questions for you, Emily, if it's like, okay, one of the burning questions that we have within the My Geeksters community is about dash cams and uh, dash cams facing inwards. Now, there's been lots of misinterpretation or misinformation around it. What's the guidance from CPV about having dash cams inside the vehicle? Yeah. So I'll take you through a few key points about forward-facing dash cams in a CPV. And these are legal obligations, okay? So the Surveillance Device Act of 1999, legal terminology there, it prohibits the use of a surveillance device in your CPV to record private activity and to listen to people's conversations without the consent of people who are being recorded. That's number one. Number two, the Commercial Passenger Vehicles Industry Act of 2017 prohibits sound recording inside a commercial passenger vehicle. So 
And then number three is the Privacy Act. So there may be restrictions around protecting images of people from unauthorized collection and use and disclosure. So those are your three main points to remember. So as, as a blanket rule, if you're looking to record to install a front-facing dash cam in your CPV, it needs to record images only, not audio. And it should face it, it should face the front, we say it should face the front windscreen because that that alleviates you of the role of having to gain people's consent inside the vehicle who you are filming. So it doesn't necessarily record that what's happening, what's going on. It's not recording sound, it's a front-facing one that's pointing outwards towards the windscreen, a forward-facing dash cam. So those are the rules. Thanks for that. It's interesting to note there is also legal requirements, not essentially CPV's regulatory requirement. There's also legal requirement on top of it and privacy requirements that you've got to comply regardless. And that applies to dash cams inside the car. For the listeners out there, there is also a detailed guidance from the CPV on what cams to use, what do they certify to be used, and the list of those providers and the technical specification of those cameras. So I'll put that link in the podcast description. And for anyone out there who wants to know more and possibly try it out, head on to that link and you can read more about this. Thanks for that. I mean, um, and... With that, we've come to the end of this episode. We've wanted to keep it short for the drivers to listen it. We're hoping we'll get you back again next month for another topic to share a bit about uh, CPV and what's happening there. Before we close this episode, is there anything that you would like to call out, mention? Oh, well, what I'd love to mention is that just a real uh, a big uh, thank you and appreciation to all the drivers who have driven through COVID because, you know, and, 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 and also ongoing now, um, because we understand that some passengers have been difficult and it is difficult to get passengers to, to potentially wear masks or check in using QR codes or understand why you need to clean after each trip. So, you know, we just really want to show our appreciation for drivers to sticking to those safety protocols because you are really keeping your community in the state of Victoria really, really safe. And we, you know, we're very appreciative of them appreciative of it and thank you and, and we understand the challenges that are caused by some passengers yeah thanks for that Emily. i think uh, a number of drivers would be very happy to hear this from you and it's been a, it's been it's it's obviously not the easiest thing to do and having to clean it and ensuring all the protocols are being met but drivers are doing their best so keep up the good job everyone thank you for tuning in to another episode from my kicksters now We've got a fantastic community for you to participate and it's in your own Facebook group. So head on to Facebook and slash MyKicksters. You'll find this private community of ride-share and delivery drivers. So jump on that group. You'll meet other drivers in Australia and you can share, learn and interact with them. If you want more information, head on to www.mykicksters.com.au. You'll find more information on what we do and we've got some interesting stuff and exciting stuff for you there. Emily, thank you so much again. Thank you for tuning in and we'll look to hear from you in the next episode. Thank you. Sounds good. Bye.